0: Hi! Hi! Welcome to Dawson's Critique. I am Julia Callahan. I'm Erin Hensley, and we are on season one, episode five, hurricane. called Hurricane, <laughs> which is about a hurricane. <laughs>
1: Spoiler! <laughs>
0: Spoiler alert. So this episode originally aired uh, February seventeenth, nineteen ninety eight. It was written by Dana Barada, who I did Google, and I'm pretty sure this is our first lady. Oh, okay. Our first lady writer. I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't in, in sure, and I needed, I was like, I gotta Google this and see. Yeah. I, I, I'm 97% sure. Okay. If it's the person that came up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dana Barada is a woman. Okay. This was directed by Lou Antonio.
1: Mm-hmm. So, for this episode, we want to give a trigger warning. Yep. To um, teacher student relationships. Statutory rape. Statutory rape. Yeah. Um, power differential in relationships. Yeah. So, just want to give you that heads yeah.
0: up. Heads up. This is coming. Mm-hmm. I remembered my, um, my little DVD description today. So, I will read this and then Aaron will tell me how stupid it is. No. <laughs> <laughs> A hurricane hits Capeside, but the damage it causes is nothing compared to the destruction left behind from the emotional storms that are about to erupt in the lives of its citizens. Can there possibly be a rainbow at the end of it all? They've done better. <laughs> They've done better. <laughs> all right. So before we jump into the episode, I I always do a couple little histories, mysteries of um what was happening in 1998 at the time. Yeah. So fe- these ones are really great, by the way. Oh, really? Cool. No. no. Oh, <laughs> I'm oh. <laughs> saying that sarcastically. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was
0: a nightmare. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so uh, on February 18th, two white separatists arrest in Nevada- arrested in Nevada were accused of plotting a biological warfare on the New York City subway. Whoa. Go. Great. I mean, you know.
1: Whoa.
0: Yeah, we're still dealing with that bullshit. Um,
1: <laughs> what well, and- was worse then? With like Ruby Ridge and Waco, and I mean, yes, the it was Oklahoma And the bombing. Oklahoma City bombing. Yes. Yeah,
0: um, well, I don't know if I was well, worse, worse. <laughs> yeah, but it was Spectrum. it was bad then as well. <laughs> Life has been a nightmare for a long time. Yeah, okay, great.
1: White men, <laughs>
0: white men have been a nightmare for a while. February nineteenth, the day after that, Larry Wayne Harris of the Aryan Nations and William Levitt are arrested in Henderson, New York, for possession of military grade anthrax.
1: Whoa! Are they those two events? Like, I don't connected? know if they, it wasn't.
0: It's Wikipedia. I got that from Wikipedia. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and it didn't say if they were connected. Huh? But um, they seem kind of maybe connected. I don't know. You know, in that loose, like white supremacist way of connect being connected. Yeah. Um things weren't things were not great in the 90s and uh that they're looked... not great in cape
1: side yeah.
0: <laughs> was that a good segue
1: <laughs> i appreciate you trying thanks thank you <laughs>
0: Try to get
1: us into All right. Are we right. ready? Yeah. Cold open. Oh my gosh. Dawson's room. It's like always. an <laughs> image. They like zoom in on a framed yeah. photo of Spielberg,
0: which is on Dawson's nightstand. Like-
1: <laughs> it's like instead of like your, you know, teen love interest, right. it's Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> so funny yeah and then like the wind dramatically like knocks it over in
0: case you couldn't (laughs) tell what this episode was gonna be about it's gonna be about a hurricane (laughs) it's already getting windy
1: man do hurricanes even make it up there i mean i guess they can can can. make it even to nova scotia and stuff like that but yeah it's rare hurricanes are like an enigma to california yeah we
0: i like (laughs) we're gonna get into how much i do not understand what is happening like
1: we definitely get the weather from hurricanes in the pacific that like hit baja but like yeah. a hurricane hurricane I, yeah, the, I don't get it no, I don't no we get, get Santa
0: Ana's all of Los Angeles is on fire at the moment yeah so or, or Southern California is yeah on fire, and Northern California oh, yeah the whole of Sol California state.
1: but that's more climate change
0: that's cl- well it's the Santa Ana winds have always had fires
1: right started fires yeah, yeah, yeah. and
0: moved them but it's getting much worse right thank you <laughs> <laughs> okay, they're watching. I was watching... gonna say who we were thinking, and then I decided that that was too big of a, a topic to really like dive into.
1: Uh, I'm hungover, so I'm <laughs> just like, uh, it's the day i Halloween when uh, we're recording day of this. the Dead, <laughs> it's the day of the dead, literally. Yes. Okay, <laughs> so they're watching Twister. Is yeah, that a course. Spielberg movie? No. I didn't think so.
0: No, it was no. I think they're watching Twister because it's there was no hurricane movie at the time
1: or something. You know,
0: it's like kind of yeah, 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 a weather
1: movie, right, right. I love Twister.
0: Well, as do I, (laughs) Helen Hunt.
1: (laughs) It's so funny because women like secretly, and then now they're more vocal about it. They love movies like that. Oh yeah, like my mom revealed to me, she's like, my favorite movie is Day After Tomorrow. I was like wild card wow. Sue Hensley <laughs> like is, but then is. I was like you know it makes sense yeah, it really yeah, does yeah. I think uh, my mom's
0: favorite movie is Moonstruck but I, really I <laughs> That's <laughs> funny Yes I will someday I'll do my share impression um but so they're watching like so then Dawson's like oh let's watch the Poseidon Adventure because they're having a disaster movie séance Right which I I kind of dig. Like, yeah, I totally would do that. And so they're they're seeing if they can get the the hurricane to head off course from Cape Cod. They cannot. Also, then they it goes on to the weather.
1: Like oh, because <laughs> they sw- they switch to um the newscast the news. and they're watching his mom and he's kind of mad because he just well, reveal he just found out she's having an affair.
0: Right. So first, well, but first is the weatherman. Right. Who announces that they don't have school tomorrow. Right. As a Californian, (sighs) this is like a total, this is like a total,
1: like, I don't. I I know. Like, people talk about listening to the radio to see if their school was canceled on a snow day. And I'm like, nope. Nope. We did not have that. (laughs) Yeah. No, 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 no. (laughs) And like, if there was an earthquake, I mean, first of all, you had to stay at school until like they released you. (laughs) Like It wasn't like, I don't know. And then the next day, like, you know, even Northridge was. A, a martin luther king day Holiday. so we had the day off school already and then you just had to go to school the next day
0: yeah i know that in i'm from northern california so in 89 mm-hmm. um in the um, Lomar- Lomar- earthquake i was off school for i think a week
1: yeah but the epicenter was like
0: in my home yeah like <laughs> yes, where you true. were <laughs> but um but and then there was one day during do, there was an el nino year in 1997 uh-huh that um really soaked California. Well, it was
1: happening then too, when in this Dawson's Creek series. Right. Like when we right. would have been watching this.
0: Sure. So, it was 97,
1: 98 Yes,
0: exactly. So that we I we had one day off of school because really? my school
1: oh, So lucky. That was the worst winter of my <laughs> life. It rained every day. And the school's like you know we're they're all outdoor yeah (laughs) so it's like you're walking the class and it's just like oh my god that was so i have such strong memories of that (laughs) and everyone's like squeezed into these like overhangs and you're still getting dripped on because like it just uh that was horrible well so
0: you know where my school my high school is but it was my high school was at the top of a hill yeah and the little town there's like a little village kind of soquel village i went to a a high school called soquel high um and soquel village it, it, every once in a great great while would flood oh and, really yeah and hmm. and that el nino year it flooded so three quarters of the school couldn't get to the high school
1: oh my so they had god to high school
0: <laughs> what um anyway so that was the only weather day i ever got out of school it was in 1997 oh. 90, maybe you got more
1: than me yeah this
0: this I feel like when we go to Dawson's mom on air and her and Bob are sort of passing it back and forth mm-hmm. and and Gail says I mean you know I know that they're writing this show but Gail's like well Bob it looks like tomorrow would be a good day to just stay in bed and Dawson's just like ap- apoplectic about it basically and then and you can tell it's still sort of tender between Dawson and Joey mm-hmm.
1: like. Because he's still mad that she, like, quote-unquote lied to him.
0: Yeah, that she didn't tell him about his mom. mm -hmm. So it's still... That hasn't really totally resolved itself. And, And, you know, Joey is, like, being a kind of, like, truthful friend here. She's, you know... She's saying he's got to do something about this, that he's going to have to deal with it at some yeah. point. And, and Dawson... Like, either
1: just get over it or whatever that means. Or tell, or or t- you know, tell his dad or,
0: you know, tell his tell mom. Tell his mom that he yeah.
1: knows and they can talk about it or exactly. Something.
0: So then he says, you know, my life is postponed because of the hurricane. And she says, your life is a hurricane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which I loved. Oh, <laughs> so cheesy. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, I'm going to bed. And she goes to leave.
0: And she says fasten your seatbelt it's gonna be a bumpy life
1: <laughs> wow yeah anyway
0: so so is
1: she a film nerd too
0: i feel like she's a film nerd by
1: proxy yeah like, i
0: feel like it's not really her thing yeah but because her best friend is like she knows the stuff and she right. watches the movies with him and like gives her opinion yeah
1: yeah, yeah. but that's she's not it's she she's not like curating a movie night
0: right Opening credits happen and then mm-hmm. we go to um, downtown Cape Side. It's like super windy. Hello
1: hella windy. Yeah. Everyone's bringing stuff in.
0: <laughs> and REMs, it's the end of the world. I know. Like, I was like, what was the music budget for this show in
1: season one? I loved it. I, was I like, uh, great. Great. It was great. Perfect song. <laughs> perfect and song. again, like even at the time and then watching it now, I'm like, I don't understand this. You just bring everything in. It's a whole season, like hurricane season. So you're just constantly living like that.
0: I don't know. You guys, Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. Tell us about it. <laughs> yeah. <Please. laughs> tell we, us your know hurricane nothing. stories. Yeah. We know
1: nothing. This <laughs> doesn't make sense.
0: The Santa Ana winds, we all just try not to hit by get hit by palm fronds. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it.
1: You just mostly stay inside and close yeah. all your windows. Close all your
0: windows. So Gail's on the phone and she, like, is mad that she hasn't been asked to cover the hurricane. And she says it's because she's a woman, which I definitely she's like, believe.
1: She says it's because I don't have an appendage. appendage.
0: And then she says, if anybody needs me, I'll be right here darning my husband's talk. socks. And I was like, I kind of love Gail. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of love Gail as a person. I know she's doing some sh- fucked up shit right now, but, like, she's kind of a great lady.
1: Well, she's pretty. She's a boss. She is a boss, you know. Absolutely. But I, this scene, like, it doesn't make sense, because if you're the newscaster, it, isn't it divided a little bit more? Like, she's the the on-air talent, but would she also then be, like, the on-scene reporter? I mean, maybe in a town that
0: small, she does some of those stories, yeah.
1: But it's not, like, cable, it, or I mean, like, it's an actual news channel, so she would be covering a, an area, you know what I mean? Like, yeah just for the channels I don't know I don't know that I don't know I know guess like they're just relying on you not really understanding the news but my family we watched the news like we watched it together oh yeah we and did, then too. we were like a weird family again you know when you're a kid you don't know this but on Sundays my dad would barbecue and it was the only day we would watch tv like at dinner when I was younger, and we'd watch 60 Minutes together. Yeah,
0: Yeah, we did. That's not weird. We did that.
1: (laughs) Okay, We watched
0: the local news, KSBW-8, Uh Action News 8, Uh in Salinas. And uh, Wait, your
1: news was out of Salinas? Out of Salinas, yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
0: And then um, we watched, and then always watched 60 Minutes. So then Dawson sort of walks into the kitchen, breaks up this scene between Mitch and Gail where she's complaining about the fact that she's not covering the hurricane and he walks in with with hurricane supplies and gail and mitch are kissing mm-hmm. and he sort of you know makes a comment and then mitch excuses himself to go check on jen and graham's yeah and like dawson's face just like in 0. 0.5 seconds turns from kind of smiley to like N- shooting he gets cutting at to her yeah and
1: He's, like, making all these allusions to, like, knowing about the affair without just outright saying it.
0: Right. And and I think Gail, like, picks up pretty no, it's quickly. it's clear. Yeah, that she, like, okay, he knows. And, and I think...
1: Like, she thinks Joey told him.
0: She definitely thinks Joey told him. And she doesn't know that
1: he saw her kissing. Like, that's how yeah. ballsy she was with, 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 with her Bob. affair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: exactly. <laughs> So so you know this is setting up what the hurricane is going to be both inside and outside.
1: Is even at some point <laughs> yeah in the in this uh exchange he's yeah. he says like hurricane Bob. Oh
0: yeah, he calls it hurricane Bob. And she's it's like she, it's hurricane, it's hurricane Chris. Chris. Yeah.
1: Which also doesn't make sense because the hurricanes are named uh alphabetically. Yeah. And like it's September, right? It's like the first day of school. Like the hurricane season starts in May. Like, oh whatever. I have no idea. Well, this year the hurricane season, the E was Aaron. So I got in a deep delve about it. I was like, Man, Hurricane Aaron's coming for Trump's America. (laughs) Watch out. (laughs) This year I have great names. It was like Karen, (laughs) Linda, I think. It was amazing. I was I wanna be a hurricane namer. You
0: okay. (laughs) Let's see, what, I mean, let's see what we can do. Yeah. Put that energy out into I the. I know. Air. Just in the secret that. Yeah. Show.
1: If anyone. <laughs> when I was a kid, my brothers always wanted to be an architect. And um, I was like, if you ever do a development, I am your street namer. Yeah. I'm here.
0: You would be a good you, one.
1: This is my job. That yeah, I was... This is
0: my calling. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you hire someone else to name the streets, I will never yeah, talk to you again.
0: yeah <laughs> Did you hear that, Matt? Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> I did ask my mom, I was like, how does one become a street neighbor? And she was like, I think the developer does it. I was like, what? I love this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I grew up in the suburbs, so that. <laughs> so there are developers. There actually are like that develop developments and they have yeah. like hilarious yeah. street names. I love Either it. Either
0: a developer or if you commit genocide of some kind in California, you get streets named after you.
1: Who?
0: Oh, my God. Like Fr- um, Junipero Sarah.
1: Oh, oh, yeah.
0: You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole, like, <laughs> all of those Catholic
1: <laughs> people right, who came and right, killed right, right, right. all
0: the Native Americans. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah.
1: We have an Obama street. We do we just got it. Street.
0: Not... Decidedly not a, not not a as, committer of genocide,
1: <laughs> yeah. but. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, we have some awesome streets.
0: We do have some good ones as well. But, yeah. But, but, I mean, we now no longer streets. have
1: an exposition, right? Is that what they mean? Re- oh, Rodeo. 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 That's. Yeah, cool.
0: but Rodeo remains intact. Correct. Yeah, sure. Two different streets. Yeah, two different streets. Okay, so then Pacey is talking with um his. Hey, Pacey is a brother. Doug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for this. Thank God, Doug. Yeah. And like my note when I saw Doug was like, I love Doug so fucking much. And then he's a piece of shit. I know. And I was like, Julia, what's wrong with you? So yeah. I'm sorry. I like put a pin in the fact that I do love Doug. But like he is a piece of shit in this episode. And I will admit that freely.
1: <laughs> well, it's interesting because we're finally getting to know Pacey's backstory. Yes. We, and, like, it sort of characters. slowly starts
0: trickling in this episode and the next one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this
1: is the first, um, you know, just person in Pacey's family. that we, we didn't even know he had a brother. He mentions having three menstruating sisters.
0: Yes. <laughs> but, in exactly that way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't even know he had a brother. Right. And he's a police officer. And
0: his brother's a police officer. Yeah,
1: And his name's hilariously Doug. His name
0: is Doug, the police officer. <laughs>
1: Doug and Pacey. That doesn't make any sense.
0: <laughs> There's something going on in the winter.
1: No. Yeah. Although I
0: did, when I was at jury duty the other day, someone on my jury was named Pacey. No. I am a hundred percent. No. Serious. What? hundred percent. Did
1: you talk to them? No. Why I not? Because
0: I was jury. I only got into jury selection and then they let me go. And then you're like, I'm out of here. <laughs> no, they like, I, whatever. It, they they let me go. I think because I asked a question that they didn't like, huh. and then about whether or not the person would get the money if we awarded it to them. Um, And the the people who were trying to get us not to give people money were pretty unhappy about that so uh, you know you can't really talk to the
1: oh the other never, yeah
0: like you can't talk to them about anything but this person's name was Pacey they said it over and over again wild yeah so Doug and Pacey are are like um putting up signs at the beach telling people not to swim and right. making sure that like things like, are like black up.
1: flags or something yeah yeah
0: exactly um, which
1: is out the police whatever <laughs> I mean I think in a small town I'm thinking town, too intense about this <laughs> yeah I think
0: in a small town you know a, a cop cops would probably do that
1: okay with that. yeah um
0: So Doug is, like, immediately makes a joke about... Or Pacey immediately makes a joke about Doug being a repressed homosexual.
1: Yeah. And I
0: really hate this joke, this, like, thread of jokes. Yeah. It's like... (laughs) Don't out people. Don't, like, don't put pressure on them.
1: It's weird. Coming
0: out's fucking hard. (laughs) Well,
1: it's just, like, this is the way their their brotherly relationship is, is where, like, they're... mean like bantering and i guess maybe brothers are kind of mean i don't know but uh then the other thing that they do is pacey makes fun of him for being gay and Doug's like i'm not gay and right. it's like ongoing thing i don't know it's, it's very a lot. yeah.
0: It's a lot. Doug, although Pacey says Doug's CD collection is the reason that he thinks this, which
1: I also hate. That like, <laughs> although
0: it's my CD collection, <laughs> he's like Barbara Streisand, the soundtrack to Lay Miz. I was like, go on, this is great so far. <laughs> I
1: mean, I'm hoping that like post Glee, this whole thing about like judging people for their music choices is over. Listen,
0: the soundtrack to Lay Miz, I'm gonna have a lot to say about. Uh, it, in an upcoming episode but the soundtrack to Les Mis is a great and P.S. it's the original cast recording of Les Mis that's how you say that just as a theater nerd
1: wait what
0: it's not the soundtrack it's not a soundtrack it's an original cast recording oh uh,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that theater people will be mad that they call it a soundtrack oh. on this show huh yeah um, this is also where we find out that Pacey's dad is the chief of police.
1: Yeah. So
0: that gives you a little insight into Pacey.
1: Right. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I think, like, uh, he's such a troubled character so far.
1: Right. You know? I mean, that, he's like, failing all of his classes. He. Right. That's what we
0: know about Pacey. He's failing classes.
1: Everyone sees him as this like class clown this nerd this like no like he's not gonna amount to anything right. you know um and, and then, he knows it too that that's how people feel about him
0: right and then we found out that his brother is a, an officer his
1: brother followed in his, his father's footsteps right and his father is the chief of police so and i guess we're supposed to think because it's a small town like he's a chief of police so he's like kind of that like Racist, fucked up, like authoritarian person. Is that what we're supposed to think?
0: I don't know. I feel like I don't know if that's what we're supposed to think yet. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and I don't know that we ever think that. But, right. but that like his. I just think it's. I just wanted to put a little pin in that that he's the chief of police.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty big reveal.
0: Yeah. So, okay, let's put a pin in that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we go over to, to um, Joey's house, yeah. the potter's house. And Bessie and Bodie are talking about whether or not they're going to circumcise their unborn. Babies.
1: I, at this point, I'm like, dang, I bet you Bessie's an anti-vaxxer.
0: <laughs> now.
1: <laughs> yeah. so like, I think yeah. we're supposed to think that they're hippies, like their house is like eclectic, yeah. and, you know, and she's always wearing, I mean, she's pregnant, so she has to wear like pregnancy clothes, but she's got like overalls on. She's like a little bit I don't know, like hippie artist vibe. Yeah, there's
0: a chair in their front lawn that's like been painted with flowers on it. It's like totally
1: like 90s uh, coffee shop. Vibe.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It looks like a Seattle coffee shop,
1: right? Yeah. yeah,
0: and so Bessie is like against circumcision because it's genital, <laughs> genital mutilation. Yeah, Bones for it,
1: and Bessie's like, it it's painful, and Bodie's like, I, I think don't I know, <laughs> like, trust my experience <laughs> on this. <laughs>
0: yeah. But one, of my note is like, I kind of, I just love Bessie and Bodie's relationship. I do, and I really hope we see more because, like, yeah, I I think they're a really interesting couple. Yeah, and I really like that, like they seem to really like each other right and be charmed by each other yeah
1: and it's cute because it's like you get a relationship that's at the mid a mid level like you have the parents who have been together for like 20 years and then you know the kids that are forming these new relationships right. and Bodie and Bessie they're in that like middle probably like five-year point yeah. you know yeah so totally. it is like an interesting like addition
0: yeah yeah I think it's really interesting um. So then we we cut back over to Pacey and Doug. Well, Joey
1: says she wants she would rather wait out the storm at Dawson's house.
0: Right. They're going over to Dawson's. Yeah. House. So so um they're on their way over there. Um and then we go back over to Pacey. Um who comes up on on Miss Jacob's house, mm-hmm. and he calls her Tammy, Ugh. which I hate. And we're not going to call her that. We're going to call her Miss yeah, yeah. But yeah. I just want to point out that he does call her that.
1: Yeah. Tammy. And Doug's with him. so. Well,
0: it's... no, Pacey goes to kiss her and then she like pushes him away and Doug comes around the corner <sighs> and is like, he's right. helping board up her house. Yeah. And, and... She, He
1: calls her Tammy too. He calls her Tammy. It's like the reveal that she has this other nickname now.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you learned that teachers had first names? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So then she's like you know I hope your homework's going okay Pacey or something like that and it's some throwaway line for why Pacey you know like why they were just kind of close to each other.
1: Right. And then Doug But I'll, it doesn't explain why P- Pacey's there.
0: Well cause he's helping Doug. Uh, I guess that's true if he doesn't know that Doug's there. Yeah. Huh. Well so so then Doug like starts talking about what a fuck up Pacey is.
1: It's really mean.
0: Yeah. And I and my thing was like What's becoming clear is that Pacey's home life is shitty.
1: Yeah, everyone just shits on him the whole time, which yeah. doesn't excuse him being an asshole, like homophobic. Right. You know, slurs too. Does not his brother? Well, but it's you not do slurs.
0: He's not. Right, he yeah, call not him the or anything. Yeah, yeah. But like he's making jokes. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but you you understand why they have this really like, kind of hate filled dynamic. Yeah,
0: there's like definitely a tension there. And then and then Doug proceeds to flirt with Miss Jacobs.
1: I know, like kind
0: of awkwardly, but better than you know, Paisley has been at. Florida.
1: Because also, Doug is like twenty four.
0: Also, he's got those dimples. I what? like I, he, when he smiled. I was like, those dimples are trouble.
1: Trouble. <laughs> he's good looking.
0: He's very good looking. The
1: Witters are good looking.
0: Oh yeah, they're good looking. But I just mean like he's
1: young too. Like Miss Jacobs is. 35 yeah, or something yeah. you know and so he's 24. like <laughs> yeah. he's still young as well and right. he's like flirting with her but it's you know we see miss jacobs like seemingly flirt with the film teacher and then like be flirty with pacey but she's not she doesn't um really respond in a fr- flirty manner to doug
0: no not at all
1: so up into this point you kind of are supposed to think her vibe is that she is is flirty but But then she's not.
0: Right, right. That's the no, I'm gonna just cut that noise and just do it every time she shows up on screen.
1: It's Jacobs,
0: <sighs> um, so Mitch then brings Graham over, Graham's and Jen over to the Leary house. Um, right, and they give a throwaway line that Gramp- Gramps is back in the hospital because at first oh, I was like, it's like,
1: Where would he be? <laughs> I was yeah. like, Did they just
0: leave? The <laughs> yeah, like in, in a coma or something, <laughs> but no, um, Graham's is pissed, she doesn't like want to be there.
1: Oh, I didn't get that. Vibe. Oh, yeah.
0: she just, She's like, I've lived out plenty of hurricanes in this house. I'm fine.
1: Right. Um, and I, the- I don't understand. Like, they haven't really sorted out. Like, because Mitch is like, I'm going to go check on, on Ms. Ryan. And, you know, but Dawson and Grams, they don't really have like this relationship. It's not even though they've been neighbors. Sure. Presumably like his whole life. She they don't know each other, but then now Mitch is like, I'm gonna go check on them, right? Right, (laughs)
0: yeah. Mm -hmm. And and then, um, yeah, I mean, well, and then so so Graham says this like, if God wants to blow her house down, who is she to complain?
1: (laughs) She says she, (laughs) or who who is oh, Graham's to to complain complain. that she was referring to God as she. I was like, I didn't catch that.
0: (laughs) She's just hella
1: Christian. just another like older white woman that's like god blah god god like, <laughs> so. it does not god
0: believing in god does not excuse your racism grams yeah. and we're getting to that yeah um, so dawson is like boarding up the house the deck and stuff and like putting all the deck furniture away and Jack right. comes out to talk to him and it is still very tense i see very tense, very tense what between those asshole. two
1: it's unforgivable his behavior yeah agree he's still mad that jen revealed she's not a virgin like that's like her big reveal is that she's had sex like and And that is literally what he is mad about exactly (laughs) fuck you he's still not mad that pacey has had sex with his teacher yeah (laughs) right but he's mad jen is not a virgin yeah fuck that guy it's uh I'm not over it. When I see Dawson on the screen, I'm like, you're an asshole. I have no time for you. I know he's in a bad place because his mom's having an affair and there's a lot happening to him. So we're supposed to be a little bit sympathetic, but I am not. Right. Fuck you, Dawson. (laughs) Like, no, no, no. And also, like, I'm mad at Kevin Williamson for modeling this as, like, like, acceptable behavior. Right fuck you kevin williamson like
0: come on yeah no and i and i'm my thing is like in 1998 i think i saw um jen like so jen tells dawson that he's being cold to her
1: yeah and she wants to talk about it right
0: and i think then i probably as a person who is very good and has to work very hard at not burying every feeling that i have i saw that as like that she just like flat, flat out was like you're being cold and let's talk about this. Uh-huh. I thought it was, like, aggressive or a transgression of some kind that, like, she did that. Uh... And now I'm looking at it going, like, she's 100% right. Like, call him out. Fucking talk about it. Get yeah. it out in the open. Yeah. You know? Because. I, I just, Jen is, the like, the most together maybe person on the show. Yeah. Definitely the most together teenager. Right. But possibly the most together of all the
1: characters <laughs> on
0: the show. yeah
1: <sighs> okay <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like this episode I, I know, did you I, don't had, like this episode. I didn't like it yeah, so yeah. Uh, it was it was it's difficult hard. to get through yeah okay
0: And I actually did like yeah it. I, and I do like that it sort of explodes everything that like mm-hmm. a lot of things start exploding in this episode and and um...
1: I mean, I like the storytelling that they're like, let's make up a hurricane and, right. and we're gonna put all of the characters in one room. And it's
0: always good when a bunch of characters get trapped together in a room and can't leave.
1: Yeah, those are always good episodes. Yeah. not always good episodes, but they're good episodes in terms of the storytelling and what what right. what comes, comes out. It.
0: So, so we we move over to Graham's, and still she, in the Leary house,
1: and she's hella cold to Bessie and Bodie.
0: Yes, she, <laughs> yes, she calls her Joey's unmarried sister.
1: <laughs> I mean, I also I cannot believe. Gail and Mitch allow that behavior in their house.
0: I mean, I, I I will say, like, I don't disagree with you, but Mitch and Gail are, like, dealing with some other shit at the moment.
1: Yeah, but, you know, as an adult now, yeah, totally. if... uh, I don't care about someone's age. If someone says stuff like that in my house, no way. Not, <laughs> not on my lawn. No yeah. way. <laughs> Stand your ground. Yeah, totally. No Stand way. <laughs> <laughs> like, is she... And Bodhi is like, what's your problem with us? Is it just because I'm black?
0: Right. And she's like, and you're unmarried. <laughs> I. It's, yeah, she's a real bitch to both of them. Yeah. And then she sort of walked away.
1: <laughs> Under and, the, like, guy, guys of Christian, like, I just, I can't.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think she's really one of those, like, Trump Christians. Yeah. Like, good going. Like,
1: Jesus, you're not acting like Christ.
0: No, not at all. <laughs>
1: You're not. Not at all. You're just not. Sorry. Absolutely not.
0: Yeah. So you know, I think like this this was a very brief sort of like snippet scene, one of those ones that kind of like yeah. flows into something else. But like I did I did think that like they did a good job of showing here like this is kind of what these people are up against. Like yeah, Be- Be- B- Bessie and Bodie. And and like, like it, it's like she's not just racist, she's also classist <laughs> about them. Like yeah. and she's just like there's so much mixed in there, yeah, and she's just she's and just, just awful. like what
1: these young kids in this relationship have to deal with. Like, it's enough that she's pregnant and trying to have a relationship right. at whatever age she's like probably Doug Doug's age as yeah. well.
0: She cannot be older than twenty six, yeah. It, and I think she's probably actually a little bit quite yeah. a bit younger
1: than that, yeah. And then on top of just the normal struggles of being in a relationship, they have to deal with all these other things that just don't matter it just doesn't yeah. like they sh- it, it's so interesting that it would be even of note that there would be an interracial relationship.
0: Well, and uh, so far, the only person we've really seen have a big problem with it is Grams. Right. Like, Joey right. has alluded to the fact she that other people that, hate it. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, we have only ever seen Grams. Yeah, this Grams. is the
1: only, like, you know, demonstration of that uh, dynamic. But, you know, we n- we're supposed to believe that this is a common experience for Bessie and Bodie, that, like, right. they get stares, they get just outright comments, right. you know, and it's unacceptable absolutely absolutely it's mm. yeah <laughs>
0: so mm. so um so then we go over it's like you know this scene this almost this whole episode plays out in Dawson's house right um, so right. Gail's on the stairwell in the fucking
1: open I know on the phone on with the now cordless co- phone <laughs> which like
0: last time we saw yeah. that, talking to
1: Bob it wasn't a cordless with phone her co-anchor
0: she's talking to Bob she calls him Walter Cronkite which like making me want to fucking throw up like <sighs> Oh, don't call him that. But she also says that she's like won an Emmy and a Golden Desk Award. And I was like, huh. listen, Gail is like f- a fucking great news anchor. Like, what we're learning too, alongside the fact that she is cheating on her husband. And is lying to him, mm-hmm. you know, we're like and is doing these sort of, like, success. not great things. We're but like she's also a super successful professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that's interesting that these are sort of coming along side by side. Right. That we're seeing this, uh, of course, because she's doing it out. In the, she doesn't seem like the smartest cookie because she's doing it out in the open. Well, and Dawson she totally overhears she wants it. to
1: get caught. If she wanted it to continue on, would she, wouldn't she just be, like, hiding it better?
0: I mean, you would think I don't I don't have a lot of experience
1: with <laughs> True.
0: myself or or with a, you know, with a partner, yeah, yeah. But like, um, I mean, you would think one would think. Well, I think I wonder if now that she knows Dawson knows and like Dawson overhears this and conf- this is where he confronts her about it. Yeah. That like now that she knows that it is sort of like she knows that it's about to end. Yeah, I like, guess she like, knows it's all exactly. about exactly if you
1: have. This kind of secret and one person finds out it's just, like, the ticking time until everyone knows. Right. Like, that's the way those things are. Sure. Um,
0: sure. So so after Dawson sort of confronts her about it, Gail runs after him and tries to explain and...
1: And, yeah, because Dawson's kind of like st- saying Mitch is a good guy, like you know, my dad's a good guy, and how could you be doing this, right? And,
0: and then and, he says that he he can't, like, oh, is she? She trying, can't explain to him, and she, like, how could he, she possibly? That's what explain? I mean. It's like
1: he he behaves to Gail the same way he behaved to Jen, where it's like <laughs> your side of this story is irrelevant. Only my experience and what I see about it is all that matters.
0: Well, and he says that he, he, she can't explain the complicated mind of an adulteress to him, which I was like, whoa, like that is a real. I do not like that <laughs> framing of this
1: conversation. Jeez. Really?
0: Yeah. Like, like he, he's basically like, he's yells at her for explaining it to him. trying yeah. to Explain to him.
1: <laughs> he totally calls back the. Tenth grade curriculum, and he's like, "You should be wearing an A, <laughs>
0: right?" And then he's like, "You know that she's breaking her sacred sacred vows of marriage." Yeah, and I was like, he is so self righteous. Yeah,
1: it's interesting. He cl- claims to have read the Scarlet Letter, but his takeaway is still to shame and adulterous.
0: Right. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We can't all,
1: like, <laughs>
0: we can't all correctly interpret English
1: literature. Obviously, Ms. Jacobs all Jacobs didn't teach it right. Listen,
0: everyone who's ever read The Fountainhead and thinks that it's a good, oh, a good book, I'm staring directly at all of you. <laughs> that book is trash. Ugh. So Dawson actually does say something astute, and that he says that, like, basically, Gail should stop explaining it to him and start explaining it to the right person. Which I right. agree
1: with. And yeah. like, I mean, I'm having, I'm trying to find some sympathy for Dawson. It <laughs> is a big secret that he has and a big pressure on him because why should he have to tell Mitch?
0: No, absolutely. And, but, uh, you know, here's where my sympathy lies is that this is a 16-year-old kid. that 15. 15-year-old kid. And I think it's so hard to see, particularly when you're 15, to see that far beyond your own face. Right. That like, I have a bit of sympathy. I think he acts like uh, absolute trash. Um, right. And like but he like, knows
1: his family life as he knows it is over.
0: It's imploding. Yeah. So like I understand that.
1: Even if, you know, Mitch and Gail weather this storm, it'll be different. And also his opinion of his family and like the way he saw it with like rose colored glasses is totally changed.
0: Well, and I think there's such like, I mean, it's such a distinct moment when you realize your parents are imperfect. And are able to make mistakes.
1: Huh. I mean, I guess I always knew my parents made mistakes.
0: I didn't. Really? I mean, yeah. No, I think when I, there's a Do certain... you think
1: that's because you're an only child? No. Huh.
0: I don't. I think it's because, I think it's because for so long your parents are, you know, the, the people who care for you and who, you know, sort of your life centers around. Huh. That, like, you know, there's a certain point where you have to, like, realize that they're human, too. Right. That they're, you know, the fact that they provide you with food and shelter and comfort and all of those things that they provide you with does not mean that they are not capable of making big, erroneous mistakes. Yeah. Totally. Well, I think this is around the time where most people learn it.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah. As a teenager. Oh. Yeah. I think that's that's pretty normal. Huh.
1: <laughs> I mean, like I said, I don't know. I was always like, my parents are wild. <laughs> like, they make wild, weird decisions. This doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, and I think it's because you're an only child. Because when you see the way your parent, like I see the way my parents would behave towards my brother versus towards me. And, you know, you, you just get this different perspective. And so... It's easier to identify, like, hmm, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Like, who are these people? Or, you know, they can make these big mistakes, even in terms of maybe the way you, you would see your siblings get punished versus the way you got punished or what behavior would be acceptable for, like, my brother to do and not for me to do. Mm-hmm. Just kind of those dynamics. I mean, that's just like a sibling relationship and one that, what you learn from having a sibling.
0: Yeah, I guess. I, I I don't think it has to do with being an only child. Hmm. I, I mean, I think it has more to do with um, how you become a teenager and then an adult, hmm. you know, so sort of that as you become that, as you see how other people live their lives, as you become more aware of the other people around you right. living different lives than the one you live, that you see sort of like, oh, this is... This is this, or like, you know, like when you watch your parents overcorrect, you know, my grandma and my mom have a complicated relationship. And right. so, like, looking at how my mom overcorrects for the things that she didn't like about how my grandma raised her mm. or whatever, like, I think that's where I sort of started to realize, like, oh, this is a person that, like, has yeah, all mean, these emotions and has all these things going on. Yeah, and absolutely. Then, like, Cause
1: I think my mom would try you know, to confide in me or maybe bond with me and say like, oh, my mom does this and I don't like it. And I was just like, you do that to me too, you know? Um, Yeah, it would
0: be like the op. like Or I just say like,
1: tell her not to do that. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. I think I always saw my parents as as their own people.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I always saw them as their own people, but the fallibility or the like, the ability to make these kinds of mistakes, Hmm. like, and the ability to really like, watch a parent fail you right. know, because like I think my parents by the time I was born my parents were so steady that like seeing them fail in certain ways was like you didn't see that huh. there was never a time where
1: or they just maybe guarded you from it
0: yeah I mean that's definitely true but like you know I think that's as you start to see that as you get older and start to see the places where they're they falter like really? I think I think that's it usually starts around this time hmm. anyway so so jen is waiting in dawson's room
1: <laughs> and yeah
0: and this it's is like hiding out scene. yeah she's hiding
1: out and like and then so dawson escapes from this horrible exchange he has with his mom right. and he goes into his bedroom and jen's sitting there and he has a horrible exchange with her
0: yes and she sort of tries to like Talk to him about cheating and what it is and, like, that it probably doesn't have actually that much to do with the sex. It's like, there's something else, which is It's pretty, like,
1: astute. Because Dawson, the way he sees it is he's like, my parents have sex all the time. They are so in love. Right. And Jen's kind of over here like, "Mm, those aren't the same thing.
0: Well, and also Jen's (laughs) over here going like, you know... That's not only are those not the same thing, but like, it's not about that. Right. It's about something else that's happening.
1: Right. And
0: sex is just the symptom.
1: Right. You know,
0: it's like, it doesn't mean she doesn't love your dad.
1: Right. Absolutely (laughs) not. Just
0: like, she's so like head on straight. And then Dawson sort of starts yelling and is (sighs) like, you know, if the prospect of monogamy is such a Jurassic notion that like, you know, no one can abide by it anymore and i was just like
1: are you trying to suggest that jen cheated on you because she did not no you didn't even know her when she did these things like you know it's uh, it's a really frustrating scene because because dawson
0: is being such an asshole uh, and jen is she's
1: like also trying to give the perspective the female perspective and he just is like nope no, no 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 and he says Ugh.
0: and he like tr- she tries to defend Gail and he says you would that makes sense and then walks out he slut shames her and I was like Ugh. you should leave right now and never come back Jen yeah he sluts he slut shames her and then you know she like <laughs> I like that she throws this at him that she says he's not as not everyone is as pious as some of the like imaginary characters in a Spielberg
1: movie yeah <laughs> and I was just like yeah throw that fucking shit in his face man I just I hate that he doesn't think her opinions relevant, and he doesn't even see that she might be able to offer him some insight that would make him feel better, like than he's feeling at this moment. Well, also,
0: I think sort of going off that discussion we're having about seeing your parents is like able to make mistakes that like dawson is like not moving into adulthood at the same rate that his friends are no that you see that like you know sometimes people do shit and you think it's stupid or you think it's you know a mistake and like it's not your fucking life yeah you get to you get to like you don't get to tell them that you know they're being stupid if they're doing something that, like,
1: you wouldn't do. Right. You know
0: what I mean? And and I think that he's, like, really having a problem with this, that he doesn't get to be the director and he doesn't get to Of everyone
1: him. else's life. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And, and you know, I was really thinking about, like, you know, Mitch and are in a 20-year relationship, and Dawson's been sort of dating Jen for, like, a month maybe. Right. <laughs> if that. And it's like, you know, the thing that I think you learn as you grow is, like, what love is and that like it's you basically love people because of their imperfections and not in spite of them or not you know or not like around them or not trying to fix them or change them and he's just like nowhere near this point
1: yeah and he also hasn't even considered that maybe his dad already knows
0: He's not considered that.
1: Like, what, what? His parents could have an open... It's none of his business. Like, his parents could have an open relationship. Like, I... I mean, I think it's clear that they don't. Yeah, because she's kind of hiding it. But, I mean, I think that that's... I'm just... I'm obviously not like him because if, I've, if I was in his situation and I had seen my mom kissing another man and then, like, on the phone and when I went to have, like, this confrontation, that confrontation that he has... I would be like, what are, why are you doing, like, what is this? (laughs) Like, does dad know? Like, what is the point of this? You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know. I understand not saying anything to a parent about it. and Yeah. Cause
1: I wouldn't feel like it was my responsibility to reveal this to my dad. I would just say to my mom, like, what is going on? Why is this happening? Why do I know about this? Like, this is kind of a, fucked up boundary like like keep this to yourself lady right and then also like what like what is the what is the end game like what what do we hope to accomplish with this right, right. Totally. <laughs> like come on lady totally. you know I mean yeah and also like I've at the end of the day I've always felt this way my parents relationship is theirs Oh, hundred not mine yeah. it, it's for them I don't need to be involved in it I, I even if my mom I I've, I remember telling her when I was in high school When one time she tried to complain to me about my dad. And I was like, ah, he's my dad. I don't want to hear this.
0: Yeah. I'm and not- actually, I will say that this is kind of a little more an only child thing is that, like, you really do have to work when you're an only child to remove yourself from your parents' relationship. Right. In certain, in certain ways. Right. Because so much of both of their lives sort of revolve around just you. Right. You know what I mean? That, like, that sometimes it is. And, and they don't. It's like... <laughs> Uh, you know, sometimes <laughs> maybe you have a parent that refuses to go to therapy. This is based not on a real story at all. But, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, sometimes you have to be like, well, I'm not really the person who should discuss this with you. Right. You know, and you have to be able to sometimes set those boundaries if, if you have a parent that can't. Yeah. And so I think for Dawson, like, I get that part that he sort of probably is a little more wound up in it. Right. Because... Of his status as an only child. And I think that that's actually pretty accurate. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, and I fully believe, like, you know, my parents' relationship is theirs. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't understand, I don't have to understand it. I don't have to, you know, I'm not a part of it. It's like that completely 100% theirs. But I do think sometimes, like, particularly as a teenager, that can get confusing.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, he just, eh. He just needs to focus on his own relationship. Absolutely. <laughs> like exactly. Like, I mean clearly he's come on. not doing <laughs> great enough that. Side. Yeah. It's just like, come on, Dawson.
0: No, totally, totally. Like yeah.
1: And so well so but yeah, so, so Jen, Joey's- go Jen. I love Jen. She just stands up for herself like a boss. I love it. And leaves. She just storms out. Yep. Yeah, like go what Jen. She absolutely go. Go, 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 go. Yeah. Love and it.
0: then Joey, of course, is, is in, in the, the closet, closet listening to everything. Sitting there, hiding in
1: the closet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: As for usual.
1: um, Just like, it's weird how many people just hang out in Dawson's room. It is,
0: like, it is. weird.
1: He's like, yep, <laughs> there's a ladder. Anyone can cruise in. Yeah. Just like, whatever you want, just hang out. Oh, and you want to chill in, in the closet? closet? Go for it. Yeah. I'm here. Like, whatever. I have no boundaries. No. I no. have no safe space for me, for, you know?
0: No, no, totally. So, uh, so you know, j- Joey sort of tries to help him, too, in this. What's clear is that she knows how to reach him in a way that other people don't. Yeah. I I don't necessarily, like, love that the way she reaches him is by, like, not calling him on shit. But But she does know how to reach him in a way that other people don't. And then she just mic drops this thing and says, at least you have a mother to be mad at.
1: And I just like. Yeah, because he's mean to her. She's trying to like, maybe. I mean, he was wholly fucked up and she overheard it and she doesn't even call him out. And then she's trying to be like, well, let me try to be a friend and explain to you. And he's fucked up to her because she's still mad that she quote unquote lied to him by not telling him about his mom's affair, you know? So which is like fuck you you didn't t- go straight and tell your dad so why do you think that these people have to come straight and tell you that they you know what i mean right. like <laughs> he's not even practicing what he preaches and so then you know she's trying to get to him and she just loses it she's just like at least you have a mom
0: right which she is totally right at least you have a mom to be mad at
1: just like stop it dawson go joey okay. go, go joey yeah go, go joey All these women yeah putting go in bestie place. putting grams in her like this is like a boss, boss episode ladies. for some of the women you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
0: <laughs> grams aside
1: <laughs> unfortunately because dawson's being fucked up to everyone right. so it's like <laughs> it's like you're excited for them but uh, the the just the Hatred that's spewed at them is fucked up. So they're all sitting around watching the news report. Bob, he's like on the beach or something. Winds everywhere. Yeah. Um.
0: And then like you know, Mitch is like a good guy, and he's like, I hope Bob stays safe out there. Yeah. And, And Joey's like.
1: Just you shouldn't eye-roll. worry so much about Bob <laughs> <Yeah>. or
0: something. <laughs> and Gail's fo- Gail like follows around, and I was just like, all these teenagers know that Mitch is being cheated on, and like, fuck this, man, you got to tell him now. Yeah, like everyone in this house—not everyone, but like a bunch of these—all of these teens know that Mitch is like, marriage is falling apart, and Mitch doesn't even know it.
1: Yeah, yeah, like probably the only person in this room <laughs> that doesn't yeah. know is Mitch. Yeah. It's and he's just like, they're also like, it's, I don't know. I guess they know Bob. It's so weird. They're sitting around watching Bob, like, you know, yeah. Gail knows that the kids know. Like, right. But then they go on the back steps. And it's actually this really sweet moment because Gail and Joey have a little conversation. Yeah. And Gail is a mom to Joey.
0: Absolutely.
1: Like, it's such a sweet, like, and also Gail is a good mom.
0: I agreed. And I think, like, I guess in 1998, I didn't even realize this because I didn't care about Gail or Mitch. Mm. But like, the Gail is such a complicated character. Yeah, like she's so complex. And so like, she's got great things about her and bad things about her. And like, yeah, it's all mixed in. And I think that's true. She's a great reporter. Yeah. An Emmy-winning reporter, apparently. Yeah. She's a great mom. She's she, And she's a mom to both Dawson and Joey. Yeah. You know, she's, like, has this welcoming open house that, like...
1: Yeah. You know, like I mean, both Mitch and Gail or...
0: are are responsible for that. But, like, people feel comfortable around her and yeah. feel comfortable coming to her. I mean, yeah, she's a really interesting person.
1: So Gail and Joey are kind of having this conversation, and and Gail's just, like... She knows she fucked up and she's kind of just saying to Joey, like, it's almost like she's apologizing to Joey for her behavior in the sense that she knows Joey's opinion of Gail has completely been shook. And she she must completely understand how that feels to Joey where...
0: She's already lost a mom, and now, yeah, and now her now she's
1: like losing this. She's losing a mom in a different way, and yeah. in the sense of her opinion of Gail has completely changed. Yeah,
0: and Gail sort of tells her that she's going to tell Mitch. Yeah, so so yeah. we leave them there, and then Pacey and Doug are at back at Miss Jacobs' house, mm-hmm. and they're kind of all riding out the storm together. together. And Miss Jacobs is like afraid of weather.
1: <laughs> she screams when, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, I get it. It's totally. Sometimes. It and her, crazy. she is like in this dope beachfront house like amazing <laughs> it's like <laughs> what uh, it's just like and of course like you know we've talked about like New England beaches with the grass it's really it's beautiful gorgeous. but my, on the beach like on the sand <laughs>
0: my, my note says something like is this was 1998 still before the time that rich people realized that living on the beach was actually really great because you know like I no, grew up in a beach town I think
1: it's different because in the Cape yeah, like in Boston, everyone has a Cape house, and you. It, I think it's the the difference is you. It's hard to live in a beach in New England year round.
0: No, totally. totally so that's totally. why it's
1: less desirable. I don't know if desirable is the right word, but it, it's less common, I yeah. guess. Yeah, And also, there's just more beaches, right? I have no I'll, idea. There's just less people never too. There. There's, there's just less people. Yeah, because you know? well, because like, Santa Cruz got like, like thirty six million people. No, no,
0: no, I know, but Santa Cruz, like when I was a little kid, there, there, they didn't start building those big old mansions mm-hmm. right on the beach. Like, yeah, I mean, my grandma lived there.
1: Yeah, no, my grandmother lived in Manhattan Beach my whole life, and we watched her, like her side face the ocean Mm -hmm. she wasn't on the beach but she did have an ocean view right and so on her side of the street all the houses were two stories and on across the street they're all one stories to not block the view and uh throughout the whole span of my life you would see them all one by one got torn down and then this huge you know to the property line house would be built two or three stories um and uh so the transformation of beach towns for sure well,
0: yeah so but my thing is like i feel like there was a certain point where rich people all realized like oh living on the beach is actually great <laughs> and mm. then like all the all the like surf bums got booted out yeah <laughs> yeah know?
1: definitely definitely
0: i remember my parents live in a in a one of the best surf spots in santa cruz um a place lived. called pleasure point
1: they just moved.
0: oh yeah they they just moved but lived so uh pleasure point and um when i was a little kid they were all surf shacks yeah and then it slowly as the dot-com boom happened the first one yeah um one by one they all got built out was f- yeah fucked um <laughs> anyway so so uh pacey tells miss jacobs that doug is gay like matter of fact <laughs> he tells him that doug is gay and so because like doug is sort of flirting with her and, and Pacey is pissed about this.
1: He cannot handle it.
0: Pacey is glaring Yeah, like the whole episode. Yeah. She's just glaring at Doug. Yeah. And so and so then Doug goes outside to like check on a noise and Pacey kisses Miss Jacobs and she reminds them that what they're doing is a felony. And I put that in all caps because Jesus Christ, at least someone's remembering.
1: No, I'm not giving her any credit.
0: No, and she doesn't get any credit, but it is a fucking felony. <laughs> Just and I'm pointing it out to the viewer that. again. <laughs>
1: yeah, again exactly. This relationship is so twisted. <laughs> this is fucked up and not a good relationship. <laughs> this is like, don't forget. <laughs> this is a felony. Don't forget about this felony that is <laughs> happening on your screens right now. Yeah, exactly. In front of a cop, kind of. <laughs> like, what? Oh, God. Yeah, and, and then they kind of like... Knock all the shit off the sh- table. They're like flirty in this way that you're supposed to be like, Oh, they're so sweet. And you're just like, no, remember that felony part? <laughs> yeah, no, no, 15. no, 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 no. This no. is
0: statutory
1: rape. Even the I'm still. <laughs> brother who is age of consent is still too young young. for this woman. Nope. And so they're like kind of, you know, just like tickle fighting. And then somehow the tablecloth just pulls off the table. (laughs) Like what? (laughs) And all these dishes fly. And she's like, Covered in ketchup. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) What? And then, so then Doug comes in responding to the noise, and Pacey's like on On top top of her, her. and she's got ketchup all over her. (laughs) (laughs) And like, and Doug's like, oh, Pacey, he's such a klutz. (laughs) And you're just like, you're a cop, man.
0: not a very good
1: one your dad's the chief of police and this is the way that yeah. you see the situation yeah, yeah, totally. it's like my brother's a klutz yeah. like what <laughs> Fuck off! oh my gosh
0: so then then we go back to the
1: the leary house
0: gail is going to tell mitch
1: about she, his restaurant empire
0: she well he's she, like
1: when my restaurant becomes huge in new england and i'm like the fuck. i'm i'm okay I am still maintaining Mitch is a loser.
0: I didn't, I've didn't. i never argued otherwise. I know. I said he was a dreamer, but that doesn't mean he can't also be a loser.
1: And I am maintaining he knows.
0: Okay, I disagree with that part. But what I think is interesting is that, like, Gail gives this speech, right? And she gives this great speech where she sort of says, like, I've always wanted to be Diane Sawyer or Barbara Walters, but it's 20 years later, and I'm never going to be Diane Sawyer or Barbara Walters. And I, like... I never really, like, took that in before. And maybe it's because I'm older now and, like, a lot of my friends are at points in their careers where Mm -hmm. they're like, you know, this thing that I was dreaming about and wanted so badly, like, maybe I don't want it. Or maybe it's not going to
1: happen. I'm not going to get it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so I think that's such an interesting, like, thing to think about is like what happens when she I mean she's clearly like she's a news anchor she's yeah. the news anchor in the town but yeah, yeah she's not Diane Sawyer or Barbara Walters
1: well it's so easy to judge other people and say like they have it all and then you forget like just the way it is in life when you have things you always want more you always are striving to move along and I think it's also a reveal that it's easy to say she has it all. She has this great husband, this, this successful career, but, and, and forget that she probably wants, there's still more things that she wants. Like she maybe doesn't feel like she has it all.
0: Right. Her life isn't ending at like 43 or whatever, however old she is. Right. Or just
1: like, just if you accomplish a dream doesn't mean then you're done. You have a new dream pop up, you know, or like you have these other more dynamic things that you want to do. Yeah. And, uh, it, it The thing I didn't well, – you didn't say it, but the thing I don't like about this scene is Dawson goes to leave and she's like, stay here. And she she wants him in the room for this, like – Yeah, that's fucked. Conversation. That's fucked. So she kind of says, like – she essentially is like, I do have it all. I, I'm not going to accomplish what I wanted. I'm grateful for what I have. And I am happy, but there became this day I woke up and I – was uncomfortable being happy, yeah, which is so common for women. And
0: what do you wait, 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 say more about that.
1: I think like it's hard to feel confident and comfortable when you do accomplish your goals because you... Even if you like, she's saying she wants more, yeah, and she knows like it's so much more difficult for her as a woman. She mentions it earlier sure. that she doesn't have the appropriate appendage, right. you know, she
0: doesn't get to do the weather, the so yeah,
1: you know, I think there is this thing where women do have these goals. But we feel a little bit ashamed to admit them. Yeah. And so you, she's like, yeah, I just want to be a newscaster. This is the first time we know she wanted to be like a national newscaster. Right. And that she really wanted to fa- like be on that track, you know. Yeah. You're like told to feel grateful for what you have, <laughs> like. You yeah. should be stoked you're a newscaster when it's like, well, what about Bob? Who's allowed to do this thing <laughs> she wants to do, right. you know, like and it's I don't know. it. It is like, I guess just I had someone say to me that I was hired as a because of my gender before. Yes, that is some it's not acceptable, but people feel like those things are acceptable to say. Right. And. From the outside, this person did not work with me. It right. was like a, an email. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, fuck you, right. first of all. Hey. And even just furthering the concept that someone would be hired because of their gender is, is you're the problem. right? You know? And these are the things we have to deal with as right. women right. in the workplace. And I think about this a lot because I think my mom prepared me for a world she hoped existed by the time Uh I got there. Yeah, that's interesting. You know? And I think my mom felt this feels the same way as Gail. Like she wanted more than she has. She's grateful for what she did with her life and and still continues to do. Yeah. But we're not there yet.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely true. And I think Mary Margaret Hume is like heartbreaking in this Ugh. in this scene. Like because she is so good. She plays Gail. Yeah, she's so good. And John Leslie Ship actually, who plays Mitch is great, too. Yeah, in his sort of moment of realizing that so like what she's saying she, to him.
1: And she just says, like, I woke up one morning and was uncomfortable with my happiness, like, yeah, to paraphrase. Yeah. And I've been having an affair for two months
0: right and and then in dramatic fashion the power goes out (laughs) right as she says it which is like
1: and then we cut to commercial and then we cut to commercial yeah 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 so (sighs) i loved this scene i did i hated that dawson was there it was so inappropriate and it was hard to very inappropriate (laughs) not to unsee that or to like really be completely present yeah but we we hear, we learn a lot about Gail. First of all, that the affair is short term. It's only been two months. Yeah, that's
0: what I, I wrote that down, too. And I, I was really, like, interested that she only, that this was actually, like, so short term. Yeah. You know, that this wasn't some long ongoing thing. Yeah. It, it was, like, she really was uncomfortable and and maybe not unhappy, but, like, searching. Yeah. You know,
1: in some way. It's like. I do know that it is a struggle for a lot of people to feel, you know, satisfied with just a steady course. Like if you're raised in chaos, it's hard to feel comfortable, Sure, you know, in instability. You know, we have a friend from college who's getting married for the third time. and yes, And do. I think it took a long time for her to feel comfortable in stability.
0: Yeah, I agree with that
1: it is i think it is hard <laughs> you know whether or not you grow up in chaos chaos or not
0: i mean i think it's hard to i think we get so many messages so often that like people people wake up one day and regret their life choices mm-hmm. and like i think so much so many of us are trying so hard not to have that be true yeah. and not not to have that be the case. And I think sometimes what we fail to see when we do that and when we think about that is we fail to see that a stability isn't necessarily the, ba- it, it's not bad. It's not like the, the stability is not the problem that you wake up one day. Yeah, and, You know, boredom and, and like, stability are not the same thing is it, what I'm trying to say. It doesn't
1: make like I think sometimes you want to say like you'll feel more happy when you have that sadness to compare it to like those those two different things and you're just like well more happy relative to that sadness not more happy on the whole you know just
0: life I mean if we learn anything from Dawson's Creek it's that life is not a movie
1: yeah you
0: know and that like yes in in a movie plot If you're in the middle of a tragedy, the the funny parts make the tragedy that much worse, you know. And if you're in the middle of a comedy, the sad parts sort of like lift that that hopefulness and that that joyousness. Yeah. But that's just, you know, in life, that's a different thing. You're not it's not a narrative.
1: Yeah. And also like any story can be told as a comedy or a drama. Sure. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Like, that Todd Solondz movie, like, happiness and life during wartime, is about child molestation, and you're, like, laughing. Well, <laughs> Tamara and Paisley, or
0: Miss Jacobs yeah. and Paisley, you know, we've had this conversation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, okay,
0: so speaking of Miss Jacobs, we're back at, 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 um after the commercial break, we're back at Doug's, or at Miss Jacobs' house, and Doug is sort of, like, trying to get to know her mm-hmm. and flirting. Mm-hmm. And she thinks Doug's gay, which like is very apparent from our perspective. It's very apparent that she thinks Doug's gay. Yeah. So she's like allowing this kind of flirtiness to happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We do find out one thing about her, which is that she has a rich ex husband.
1: Right. Um, that, like, kind of was crazy. Right. Yeah.
0: It was maybe abusive. Manipulative. Yeah. And
1: abusive. So are we supposed to think that that's why she's in Cape Side? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think she left him and f- came to Cape Side. Sh-
1: she didn't leave him. She fled him. Fled. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. the way she makes it sound is, doesn't she say like New York wasn't big enough for the both of us? Yes. I did like that she's also from New York.
0: Yeah, me too. Like it's like her, that, like... it's
1: her and Jen. Yeah. The two girls, they're introduced in the pilot in the same way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They dress very similarly yeah, and yeah. they're both from New York and yeah. have these like sorted Past maybe and like weird sexual boundaries potentially (laughs) totally.
0: So then Bodie and Bessie are back to arguing about circumcision, Um, and but they don't. They say if they don't know if it's going to be a girl or a boy. Um, So which I kind of like just a note that like they're not. They don't. They haven't had those tests or anything like that. But was that even common in the late nineties? The late nineties. I think. I think by the late. I mean. I know my mom. You you weren't allowed or like
1: you couldn't. How? I mean, when we were babies, it was uncommon even to get like a printout of your ultrasound. Right. Or even an ultrasound.
0: I feel like they gave old, in the late 90s. By the time. Of the well, late
1: definitely 90s, in the maybe. late 90s. Yeah. But they I don't know. think you the would gender? know the gender, would you? I don't know. For huh. the sex, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Um. So, and then Graham Graham sort of like goes like, "We don't know if it's gonna be black or white." And I was just like, <laughs> "Fuck, man, we really get into this here."
1: And <laughs> first of all, what does that mean? We we know what mixed race babies look like. So yeah, we do know, lady. Grams like, does not know. What mixed race <laughs> I know. <baby> like <laughs> I I was kind of like, what the fuck does that mean, lady? Like it's going to be a child of mixed race. Like right, right. <laughs> It's going to at sometimes look like white and some like, you know. Yeah.
0: No, and so well, and so then Bodie says, "Um, which do you object to more, the fact that I'm black and she's white or the fact that we're about to have a child in sin?" Which I thought was like a really interesting thing because we, so far, like, we've sort of hinted at race being an issue in Dawson's Creek mm-hmm. and in, in Capeside. Mm-hmm. But we haven't really, like, dug into it. And, right, And I think Bodhi sort of is asking in this question, like, are you more mad about the race or the class of this baby right now?
1: Right. You
0: know, are you more mad that we can't afford or whatever to get married or don't want to get married? Or yeah. are you more mad that this baby is going to be half black?
1: Right. And I think for at the time when you're watching it, I mean, obviously, I completely am on his side. I'm just oh, like no, this 100%. lady's wild. Like, yeah. of course, you're gonna say that stuff. Yeah, but I, I do think it's ballsy of them to just be like, "Really, what's what? Yeah, <laughs> what's the fucking deal? Lady? What's the deal? Yeah. Like, if you're someone who's watching this and maybe potentially does have problems with in a you know, interracial, interracial relationship, relationship mm-hmm. like, uh. It's like, what is the deal here? Is yeah. it because one person's white, one person's black? Is it because they're not married? Is it because they're poor? Like, yeah. what is yeah. your problem yeah. with this pe- people's choice to have a kid?
0: Right. They Graham says that she objects when children raise children, which like, A, again, we have questions about how old these people are. But like, yeah. B, I was kind of like, I don't know. It seemed like a cop out. I know. <laughs> like
1: they're That calling is you such on a thing shit. that people like grams fall back on it's like no it's just that you're a kid like you can't make a choice like this you know i'm gonna i'm in a better position to make a choice and you're like you're a racist bitch so no you're not (laughs) (laughs) in a better place to make like come on like and also like again we don't know jen's mom and like what the deal is with her but like some trauma happened to jen yeah something happened yeah and i mean we
0: know yeah we know that (laughs) You know. Yeah. There's more to Jen already than we knew before.
1: Yeah. So just to like if we're here judging parenting, let's judge you, Evelyn Ryan. (laughs) Like, come on. Yes. Your daughter fled you from you. Like, we haven't seen her. She didn't she then sent her daughter. Didn't
0: even drive her up there. She didn't
1: even drive her up there to just like live with you because she couldn't even figure out how to parent like in a way that she wanted to she was just like be gone yeah girl like you know so which is fucked up yeah. <laughs> okay and like so i'm just like grams no yeah. you are no person to be judging who can and cannot be a
0: parent totally Well, so then we move out to Jen and Joey on the porch. I loved it. I love this scene. I loved it. And we've been talking for so many episodes now about how much we want Jen and Joey to be friends. Yes, And I mean, they're not friends, but like they definitely have this bonding moment over Dawson and over him being like a kind of a shithead. It's so
1: funny because they're bonding over tossing stick they're like, like do you think what do he you has you a pistol what? or a
0: rifle Yeah. <laughs> like, and i love that jen's like you've definitely thought about this she, i'm yeah. not gonna let you get away like, i know like, <laughs> like come on like you've
1: maybe seen it right. like or you stay over you've potentially seen it erect too you know yeah. um like <laughs> totally it's really It's a really cute scene. It is cute.
0: I like it a lot. And I just said, I just said, fuck him. You two run off together. Yeah. Please. Good God.
1: And like, she, Joey, she kind of apologizes for what Dawson said to Jen, which like she doesn't need to apologize for Dawson's behavior. But I like that she knows that Jen would be hurt by that. And And she also is like, That guy, he shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I do, yeah. she, She doesn't, like, defend Dawson's behavior.
0: Agreed, and I think, you know, I think particularly when you're younger like that, I definitely know that I apologized for certain men's behavior that I absolutely should not have now. Right. And I think, like... It's I mean, so... ultimately,
1: what she's saying is like, Dude, I heard that that fucking sucked, totally. <laughs> but and, we just and... don't have the words to say, like, right? And that. she's
0: like, you know, I, I get that that fucking sucked, and and I heard that, and like, here's some insight into him, mm-hmm. which is like the where the apology, right. kind of is. But I also think she's like, she is trying to just like open her eyes, like,
1: yeah, and it's just highlighting how sometimes you just need to like talk about things and maybe see the perspective of other people or what, you know, people's angles are. And that helps you feel better. You know, it's like Dawson, just talk about these things. Go on. You won't be so angry. Like, you know, so uh, just communicate. (laughs) Right. And then at the end of this episode or this, not this episode,
0: at the end of this um, scene, um, Joey says Dawson's having a life defining turning point. And Jen just says, aren't we all? And I thought that was a great way to end it. Like, mm. you know. Yeah. He's not alone.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's
0: not the only one. So then um Graham sort of tries to talk to Dawson yeah. about his parents. And she does it through Frank Capra, who like... She re-
1: tries to bond with him. So again, it's like, what is their relationship? But like, I just want to say, first of all, Frank Capra, rare bird author. Oh, cool. <laughs>
0: Shout out. Shout out. Um, but uh, she... But yeah, she t- sort of like... She's like on his level a little bit, so even when she does
1: know him, yeah,
0: she does. And what you said at the beginning of the episode, where they're like, they don't really know them that well, or they Mm -hmm. Dawson and her seem to not have this relationship, like here, it kind of seems like they do have the relationship, right? Where she kind of understands that, like. In order to get through to this guy, if I tell him this story in terms of Frank Capra qualities, yeah, like, here we you are. Understand. Yeah, and, and, you know, she just says no matter how far the, the
1: fall characters fall,
0: yeah, they get a second chance. And I said, I guess, I mean, if they're white and middle class. <laughs> right,
1: Grams? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but even maybe not her granddaughter. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so then we go back to Doug... And Miss Jacobs, who are singing show tunes, which I relate to on a very deep (laughs) level. I, too, sing show tunes on a a lot.
1: (laughs) They're playing Monopoly.
0: Yeah. And Doug invites her to see some old movies and go on a date. Yeah. And then, like, sort of this is where it all comes out. Miss
1: Jacobs, like, well, it wouldn't be a real date.
0: Right. (laughs) He's (laughs) like. Because you're gay. And then. Um. Oh, yeah, and then Doug asks, like, you know, it's not because I'm too young, right? I'm 24. <laughs> You're like, yeah. uh, definitely not that, Doug. <laughs> not that. And then she says she knows he's gay because she has good gaydar, <laughs> which, like, is this the first time in television they've used the term gaydar? <laughs> I want to say yes.
1: You think so? Yeah. No. No? Well, at the time, didn't you know what she was saying? Like, it wasn't revealed to you that...
0: yeah. But I, I was surrounded by gay men in 1998. Uh-huh. Not that I am not still. Yeah. Um. And she lived on Christopher Street, <laughs> which I loved. Mm. <laughs>
1: um,
0: and then Doug pulls a motherfucking gun on Pacey.
1: No, you don't say. What I, so he he's she's like, I know you're gay. And he was like, what did Pacey tell you that? And she was like, I have good gaydar. And he's like, no, Pacey told you, Pacey, tell him. You know, like tell her that he she, gets enraged. Yeah. And, and pulls a gun on. Pulls him. a fucking gun. <laughs> like <laughs> I had not remembered that this happened. A fucking gun.
0: Like what? Pulls a gun on his brother and yells at so him to tell just him not. You're sitting
1: around playing Monopoly with your holster on and a gun in it.
0: Yes, the answer to that is apparently yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Doug, no. No. This is toxic as fuck. Dude, it was so dark because you, in that moment, sn- learn so much about Pacey. Yes. He has a gun loaded, presumably, pointed at his fucking face.
0: And he doesn't say anything about it. And it's I mean, he's not like,
1: like chill. he yeah this so it's clear this is not the motherfucking first time yeah, this has happened. Totally. Ugh. Yeah. Again, you cannot say masturbation on the WB, <laughs> but you can pull a fucking gun and point it at a 15-year-old's face.
0: Yes. Ugh. America. <sighs>
1: um so so And he he just pulls a gun to make Pacey say that, that he's, not, he's gay. not gay.
0: Which also, like, wow. As
1: a- so, yes, let's escalate this situation <laughs> yeah, to the yeah. most insane <laughs> amount of violence. Right. Just to reveal that you, like, aren't gay? Whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, yeah, it's a lot. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. So we start doing this thing the towards the end of the episode that like where we start going back and forth now very quickly between these two places. Mm-hmm. So Gail, we cut over to Gail, who's like soaking wet, runs to the car where Mitch is sitting.
1: Yeah. And he and figures out that point, it's Bob. Mitch hasn't said anything. Yeah, he's because when quiet. Gail reveals like she's having an affair and like goes out. Mitch is just like no nothing on his face. Right. And then the power goes out. Yeah.
0: So, so you know, Mitch says that he he loved her from the first time he saw yeah, her, and now he chooses to hate her. Yeah, they
1: reveal he kind of tells a story about how they met and like you know, and it's you know he he is like kind of this romantic or whatever. And um, because we also know the story of their first kiss from yeah. a previous episode. Yeah. And. He's like, the first time I saw you, I knew I loved you. Right. Which, I don't like that. I just hate when shows... It's just really inappropriate for young people to think that you just fall in love right away. And, like, it also was like a... (laughs) then what is your opinion of love just like purely physical like i don't know like yeah it's fucked whatever anyways
0: and then he he sort of yells at her to get out before he physically removes her from it and it's like definitely like he's like i mean i get where he's at
1: always loved you first of all and then he's like and i'm taking it back which is so from the Goonies. <laughs> like, okay, mouth. Taking it back. Taking them, it all back. Back. them all, <laughs> this all back. This is my wish, my dream. I'm taking it back.
0: I was like, Aaron's favorite movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you haven't looked at our Instagram. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so then, you know, so she, he's... He's like, I choose... I choose you. to hate you, and I if get out of the car before I physically remove you.
1: <sighs> Again, violent. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, he's like, get out of my car before this escalates to violence. Yeah. Like, okay, Mitch. Um, it it was authentic. His feel like the exchange for he's sure. Great.
0: They're both great in this.
1: You know, it, it's hard. Like, what would you do? if No, you know, I mean hard? it's hard. Um, yeah, but you know, just kind of the like, yeah. It's really so. I don't. It. It also is revealing of Dawson because Mitch doesn't want to have a conversation. He's just like black and white. I hate you now, and you're like again. What is your defi- definition right. of love? Like right. this something you just turn on and turn off? Like that right. is. I mean, I don't know.
0: Like there's a part of me that's like he just found out. Like no, totally He's, giving, he's just like he's reacting. No, I mean it is
1: authentic, but yeah. it's just like this idea. Like now I hate you, yeah. and I don't know. I guess just my parents again like they're still married i for sure know there were times they hated each other like in oh, any, sure. any like sure. long-term relationship yeah. you just like ebbs and Get flows and it's like you're <laughs> fucking dead to me yeah. you know and like yeah. you know that's just the way it is so this idea of like this is the first time he's like i hate you yeah. <laughs> I'm just,
0: Maybe not the first.
1: I know, it doesn't make any sense. Sure.
0: So the storm's over. Doug has taken down the boarding from Miss Jacob's windows and apologizes for pulling a gun on Pacey.
1: But he doesn't apologize to Pacey. No,
0: he apologized to Miss Jacob. Like, and then he asks Miss Jacob: I
1: almost murdered a 15-year-old boy in your house. <laughs> Do you want to go on a date with me? I mean, like, would you ever no. go on a date with someone who pulled a gun for any reason? No. But let alone the wackest, most bullshit <laughs> reason—just like. Reason. Uh, I don't even wanna be alone in a room with you. No. Like Yeah, please you, get off
0: of my porch immediately. You
1: are definitely indicating to me that you are a date rapist. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. uh no 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 no. Not only do I have gaydar, but I have fucked up Mendar. Yeah, get yeah, out yeah. of here. Get, get, like, get away. Uh, god right the gall
0: well and then she says she's seeing someone and pacey just looks smug
1: about it oh my gosh which is like seeing someone no you're not seeing anyone you're fucking a child you're You're not raping a child you've never been on a date like you're not seeing someone yes exactly (laughs) but it is the first time that miss jacobs and pacey have probably really like admitted that they're in a relationship publicly.
0: Yeah. However publicly that right. really is. But yeah, definitely.
1: So Pacey is there being like, yeah, we
0: are in a relationship.
1: Woo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, you know, cool. Um, so then we go back
0: to Jen and Dawson. And Jen confronts Dawson mm-hmm. and then gives the most heartbreaking story I have ever oh, fucking heard. So she talks about how she lost her virginity when she, just... she was 12 <laughs> To an older guy who got her drunk. She doesn't really remember it. And then sort of goes on after the first pregnancy square, scare. She went on the pill and used and she, condoms most of the time. And
1: some guys she knew their names. Sometimes she didn't. And she was
0: like having blackout, drunken blackouts and like... I I said like so much of what she talks about was like a weird '90s stereotype about yeah. like kids moving too fast
1: and like in the city or
0: something. But like they humanize it so much with her. Like Michelle Williams she does such a good job literally of humanizing says this.
1: I was sexualized at a young age,
0: right? And 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 then the reason that she sort of is in Capeside is because she got caught having sex in her parents' bed.
1: Yeah. And her dad couldn't look her in the face.
0: Yeah. And and Ugh. so, like, what you really Asshole. see, and I what I think that Jen is so good at, or Michelle Williams is so good at bringing to this character, is you really just see her, like, kind of like, I am fucking trying to figure this shit out. Like, like I was removed from this situation, which is actually she, probably good,
1: yeah. and now like I'm just she, trying to figure it out. She wants to reinvent herself. She's like, look, I was raped when I was 12. Right. And I didn't have anyone to talk to or go to for help. So I acted out and found myself, you know, being abused over and over and over to the point where... (laughs) I didn't know up from down. And when my parents found out about this, instead of really helping me, they just sent me away, which. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I, 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 I do think that Dawson's kind of like good in this scene. Like he's kind of good to her here. He doesn't. He's not. Well, I mean, asshole. again, it's
1: like what I'm saying. Ultimately, like it's not your experience. You need to hear. You need to hear all these perspectives of life, like in life, anything. Sure. So, yeah, Jen has had sex <laughs> with a lot of people. Do you want to hear more about it? oh yeah it's super fucked up right and maybe you should have asked asked her her about about it it. yeah and and she didn't lie to you she okay she did she she said she was a virgin (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. but that was before she knew you too first of all i just will always believe if you are raped you can still say you're a virgin
0: i just think virginity is fuck that's that's what i mean is like you get
1: to define it yeah no, if you're raped when you're 12, yeah, you can still be a virgin. No, 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 no. Oh, Plus there's the re- the reality of like this whole like losing your this conversation. You only talk about losing your virginity from the period of like 13 to 19 and at that point you yeah. just never talk about it again. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. when was the last time you asked someone when they lost your virginity? You talked about lo- like you know, I mean, obviously we're talking about it now, but you we're know, talking I mean? about a show about high school, though. yeah. Like <laughs> it's just this, like I can't even remember the last time I said to someone, "Oh, when did you lose your virginity?" No, I don't know that I've ever asked <laughs> someone that question. It's so out like of high school. It's such this really short period where yeah. you talk about it, yeah, and that it's like relative. Relevant to your identity, your life ex- like anything, yeah, you yeah. know. It's like kind of going back to that episode where Jen tells her comatose grandpa, like at a certain in five years from now, like 100 percent of my peers will have yeah, yeah, yeah. had sex. Right, you know? Right. And so, and then at which point we just don't really talk about losing our virginity, you know? Yeah. And um it is this thing that is so like ugh, it's stupid. Just thrust on you yeah. when you're this teen in your teen when you're a teenager it's that only period you ever have to think about it talk about it care about it, care about like where it's relevant. like it's it's so wild yeah and i just think it's none of anyone's business like i think you can just say like she can lie about it because no one's fucking business like she can i am a virgin whatever fuck you (laughs) like yeah mm.
0: well anyway so dawson dawson sort of Acknowledges that his behavior has been unredeemable, which is true. And then he apologizes, which is good. <laughs> and he just says, Take two. Yeah. You know? And, and I, he
1: admits he's like, You know,
0: this wasn't about me.
1: I equated my parents' sex life to their happiness. And I was wrong. Yeah. And I think that's hard for him because he. You know, everyone, you feel like so mature and grown up sure. when you're a teenager. So he's like, kind of like, whoa, okay, this thing that I saw, like people actively pursuing like sex and everything, I thought it it corresponded to happiness, and it 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 is this own thing, <laughs> sex, yeah. you know, and I don't really, he doesn't, he doesn't really know how what he wants to identify it as, right. You know, And it's weird because in our society, we do this really fucked up thing where we tell kids, when you're in love, you'll have sex.
0: Yeah, it is fucked up.
1: It's such a false equivalence. And it's not fair to kids to associate the two of them together because you should have the ownership to be able to love someone and not have sex with them, especially in high school, you know? Absolutely. And you also should have the ownership to have sex with someone and not love them. And I appreciate. My parents always told me, like, when you're ready, you'll have sex. And I 100% appreciate that because it's true. It's this thing that you can't take back. You once you start having sex, you don't stop. Right. It's a lot. It. It's yeah, it's a, an emotional. It's, it's a big a, emotional thing. Yeah, I mean, just like you know, literally, you're letting someone inside you, but you're. It's it's so complicated, and you're. You have all these things happen in your body and in your mind. And and so you have to be really ready for it.
0: Absolutely. I absolutely agree. And I think, you know, I think what's clear is that Jenna and Dawson both aren't ready for it and they're coming at it from two different sides of being not ready for it. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. So I mean, that's they're why both I, not ready. That's why I feel like she is a virgin. Sure. I <laughs> like, think that that's totally acceptable. Yeah. Like, can't we just define it ourselves, you know?
0: like I think we should not use that as a defining moment <sighs> like, in anyone's fucking no. life.
1: No. It's just like, I mean, it is a way to just oppress women more, you know? Of and course <laughs> it is. And that's <laughs> all it's been used for ever. Like, there is, exactly. There is, like, this kind of way to prove if a woman's a, like kind of sometimes no. be able to prove if a woman's a virgin and not for a man like there's no way to prove a man has had sex you know yeah so it's just this weird twisted fucked up thing yeah ugh
0: so we go back to Pacey who is now at Miss Jacobs house without Doug
1: mm-hmm. and
0: he asks
1: like m- circles
0: yeah he asks Miss Jacobs if if she could do anything over again what would it be. And she said, "Well, I wouldn't have married an abusive fat stockbroker." And my note just, "Stop fat shaming people. It's okay that he's fat. He's still a shithead."
1: Yeah, that doesn't make him fucked up. Just, but but
0: then Pacey says that she, he's falling in love with her. Um, and they and she sort of says they have to end it soon. Um, and at they... that moment, no, at that
1: <laughs> soon. Come on, this I mean, like, five, so,
0: five episodes ago, this but, child. Um... Yeah and then she pulls him by the you. shirt Inside presumably to have sex Ugh. After this conversation I wish the storyline would end I really do I hate
1: it so much I think and at the time when you're watching it You are rooting for them
0: I I mean we've talked about It on here before that like That's true um, That like in 1998 I was rooting for this storyline It's a fucked up Storyline I think our Our, our... <sighs> Not our relationship, but our, like, thoughts about male teenage sexuality has have moved so far that I think this – I don't think this storyline would be written today.
1: I mean, I do think it would. I think it would be written in a different way. Really? We still oh, yeah. sexualize young boys.
0: I'm not saying that we don't do that, but I don't think – I don't think that it would fly on a a network television show that a kid is fucking his teacher in a way that's
1: not like. I think that there is a storyline like this in Riverdale. (laughs) Really? I think so. Oh, my God. I've
0: never seen Riverdale, so I can't say. Um, Okay, so then Gail, we go back to Gail, and she says that she has no reason that she did this. Her life was perfect. Everything she wanted since she was six had been realized. And then it's sort of like, what do you do when everything
1: is right? And oh yeah cuz Mitch comes back to the house cuz like where else is he going to go
0: Right so they're sitting on she's on the, on porch, the porch and yeah. he's on the steps and and she's sort of
1: like like they're not looking at each other
0: No and and she and she says all this and I don't know this was like the most honest moment of Gail to me because I think so many people that I know now are starting to hit those moments where like the things that you want happen Yeah and start coming true and you start earning the money and you yeah. start, you get the job that you wanted yeah. and you, you know, you have you, a
1: husband, like the relationship you want. Right. Or, and the
0: kids or whatever. Yeah. And then like, all of a sudden it's like, well, what the fuck, where does that leave me? Mm-hmm. And I think that's so interesting yeah. that we like get to, I and I hope we dig into it more. Mm-hmm. It just is like the beginnings of that sort of talking about that right here. But yeah. like, I think that's really interesting.
1: It's also interesting because, you know, current to the show is we're having this examination of, of fidelity in relationships with our president, you know? Yes. And so you're also at this moment being like examining fidelity within a relation, infidelity within a relationship. Right. Um, you know, relative to a teen perspective. And I do think cheating is complicated and, and there's so many reasons. I mean, Jen flat out says it. Like there's just... Right. There's more than... It's not... It's, yeah. It's not about the sex. It's not about it's not black and white, you know? Yeah. And I do think that that's why women are tend to be able to navigate maybe a partner cheating a little bit easier than men. Men are so black and white about it. You know, from what I've heard from like my friends and peers are like, if someone cheated on me, I would break up with them. It's like, oh, okay. Let's, um, okay i don't i i just can't say it's you just would have to be in that situation and make the decision and the call at that point you know mitch a doesn't have a job yeah so he literally flees in his car after you know suggesting he might get violent with his wife yes then he just has to come back because he has nowhere to go
0: well, and and this is interesting because my mom has, when I was a kid, was always like, "Do not ever put yourself in a situation where you could not, um, you don't have the money to, yeah, get out. that's what where money is the reason that you can't get exactly. Out. That and, is
1: such like a way that children of the '80s and '90s were, women of the '80s and '90s were raised. Right They're and, like, this is important. This is how you." protect yourself
0: well and so what's so interesting is to see it from this like male perspective where in this way like Mitch can't get out Mm -hmm. Mitch doesn't have any money or a job or anything to fall back on yeah and so you know I this is basically the last scene of the episode there's one more little little bloopy scene but like there's you know where does that leave him and where does that leave them I'm excited Mm -hmm. to sort of see where that goes
1: Yeah. yeah like how their relationship can evolve after this because even if they break up yeah they still have to co-parent so that's the thing with being parents is yeah. like you never get to break up with someone right, <laughs> Like right. you're just like for life that's it you're, you're in it you're them. dealing with it you yeah. know so it's a good scene because they can't even look at each other or she's looking at him and and he's just like staring off at the creek I guess and yeah you know and yeah you, you feel for them both
0: You do, and then you know, and then we just go over to Dawson's room, back to Dawson's room, and Joey's there, and she, um, he apologizes about his behavior, and mm -hmm. she apologizes for pulling the mom mom card, card. yeah, and
1: then, um, and she's right, like she's she's she says she's like it's too easy, and I keep it in the back my back pocket and And, use it at times. I mean, and then I think that she's smart with the way she navigates her past in the sense that there are times when she just is like. (laughs) I don't have time for this. I don't have a mom. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. And she it's more of just like, no, because Dawson won't listen to her being like, shut up, stop that. So she's like, all right, then I'm going to get on your level and be a little bit immature. Right. <laughs> you know, That's if you're going to be immature. Here you go. Well, Shut up.
0: Yeah, and and I think I love her line that she says where she talks about her mom, and she said, you know, now that she's gone, I can't seem to remember a single mistake. And yeah, I think she, it's such a great insight. She on says, what, like, I think it's such a great insight on like what it is to lose a parent. Mm-hmm. And I had this conversation with a good friend of mine who lost her dad, who mm-hmm. was like a dad to me, uh-huh. and and you know, my dad and I have um, sometimes a complicated relationship. Mm-hmm. And she sort of said something similar to the like this to me where she was like, you don't know what what things you miss when they're gone. Yeah. And like the things even the things that fucking drove you crazy, you miss, yeah. you know, and I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, and just so she's so wise in this moment um, um,
1: the just like the mistakes you make feel so huge at the moment. And yeah. just like particularly every, in high school yeah, and just, every, you know, throughout your whole life, like. When you're living through it, it's hard, and then it's not. (laughs) And you barely even, like, you barely even remember it. Like, you remember the mistakes, but only as these, like, as the mistake, not as all the things that the pain and the struggle and all those things, you know? You know how I feel their relationship, I don't entirely understand. And so, as we slowly get to see these more moments, you're like, oh, okay, I, I do get it. They are like, Like, they're not just good friends because they've known each other for their whole lives. They just really, they know each other. They do, you know? And they can speak to each other. Like, no, everyone else, every other woman in Dawson's life is trying to be like, listen to me, listen to me. Like, I want to tell you my point of view. And he just is like, no, 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 no. And Joey's the one that can actually, like, get to him and get her point of view across and get into it. Yeah. You know, and and in this episode, Jen finally is able to do it. It's only in this way where she she just straight up blurts it out and, yeah. you know, confronts him. He he wasn't really making a space for her to, to communicate. She just she made her own space for sure. that. he he does make space for Joey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And she and she knows how to get to him.
1: Yeah. 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 Oh, wait. Who are you rooting for after this? I don't know.
0: I'm, like, I'm rooting for Pacey and Tamara to break up. Yeah. Um, Get that storyline out of here. Yeah. I kind of just think, like, I'm rooting for everyone to, like, be friends. Yeah. And be there for each other. Because I think, like, Dawson's about to go through some shit. Mm-hmm. Jen's clearly going through some shit. I mean, mm-hmm. we learned so much more about the shit that Jen's going through. Yeah. And then, like, Pacey, I mean... Like, you know, Pacey's being molested, molested by a, an adult. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Joey is seemingly on the verge of having a kid in the house. Mm-hmm. So, like. And, like, where does that leave and her? And where does that leave her? So, I think, like, I, I just wish that. I don't know. I think I said this in the last episode that, like, I, uh, there's a part of me that's like, you guys should all just be friends. But then I think that's kind of sort of forgetting what high school was like, <laughs> you know, that, like, but I want to make out with you, mm. Um, you know so yeah i'm rooting for them to be friends as even though that makes me old
1: <laughs> definitely yeah. i mean doesn't make you old i just i think we're all rooting like just
0: be yeah friends. be friends there for each other just,
1: like everyone it's everyone it's a hard time yes yeah. like, come on exactly. it's better <laughs> together be there. yeah it's better together yeah okay well thank you for listening uh you can find us on twitter and instagram at dawson's critique we're posting there regularly we really want to shout in and give a huge thank you to kilia for making our theme song you can find him at at go freaking crazy on instagram oh you can find (laughs) you can you can follow my finsta at Aaron. Hensley, if you want to.
0: <laughs> and uh, please write us a review, like us, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you go. Your podcasts, that helps us immensely. Uh, when you do that, we could not be more thankful. Um, if you want to email us and tell us what you liked or disliked about this episode um, of the show, or want to, you know, s- add in something that you thought about this episode, uh, please email us at Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. Find me on social media at, at @pesty1079 on Instagram or Twitter. Um, we want to thank, as always, Andrew Bush at Cozy Crop for making our voices sound really good and uh, giving us the scoop on a um, grow what growing up in New England was like. Uh, Rare Bird can be found at Rare Bird Lit on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check out Rare Bird Books. Bix- RareBirdBooks.com for some great uh, books and books on vinyl, and uh, this has been a rare bird
1: production.